Yeah. 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 Hello, this is the Negro Namicon. In this episode, we're going to talk about black horror and black horror accessories. And for this special month of Black History Month, my Black History Month, your Black History Month, alternative Black History Month, we're going to be talking about black horror music and black music, of course. Hip hop, rap, R&B and stuff. Really, this is going to be a quick straightaway episode, so I'm not even going to bother with an intro this time. I mean, I am going to be playing my intro song now. episode of course what i said in intros that we're going to be talking about black horror and well i should just say horror horror and terror in black music and what i mean by black music i mean music that is black american or african american in our society whether it's back then or is it now but uh for this episode i got someone to help me with uh it's my friend Brinson, here yo, he is. Yo, 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 it's Brinson Kent here. Yeah, tell him about yourself. What, you're a music major, right? <laughs> well, if we can keep it honest here, mm. I am a music major, but I'm not at the same time. What? I mean, you're a mu- uh, music, going into music engineer, right? Well, yeah, I guess you could say that later on in the future, yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing that at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, but definitely the reason why I'm also having you here, and I thought this was a good idea because I know, like, every time I come over, I'm always playing music. You're like, oh, yeah, I know that sample. That's and I'd true. be doing the same thing, too. I so in that ear, bro. I catch it real quick. Real pretty quick. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to go ahead and make an episode about it, but I guess what I'm going to do is start from, like, the beginning of most things of what I've noticed to, like, the height of things, and we'll see where it goes. I'm not going to try to spoil it, but after the episode, if you enjoy the music that we're playing and what we're talking about or the reflection of what's really going on, then... Uh, I'll include uh, a Spotify playlist or I'll try to see if I can make a YouTube playlist and then I'll include it in the uh, description so you can actually listen to the music that we're about to listen to now. Mm -hmm. So starting off, I guess what we um, what I found was would be horror and terror. We're going to be listening to a little bit of uh, Robert was it Robert Johnson. And he he made the song Crossroad Blues or Me and the Devil uh, Blues. And it sounds kind of something like this. It's like some old Delta blues singer. And scary enough, this is where it gets to the terror. Apparently, it was said that he was the first and ever to start off the uh, the 27 Club, as we know now. I, I think I talked to you about this a little earlier too. He was born November twenty seventh, nineteen thirty six. Yeah, like he, 
And this dude was old. I'm talking about like San Antonio, he, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. Yeah, he's from San Antonio. Really? Mm. But he lived in Mississippi. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. But it was said that like he sold his soul to the devil, and I was uh, I was going with uh, Brenton a little earlier, or going with you a little earlier. Is that like a lot of people back then? Because you know there was a big dis. It wasn't like a, such a big distrust because a lot of us. It's not, it's like innately we're into Christianity, and that's why I also have like other stuff like against the Christianity belt. It's that like you got to remember that African American slaves were very much controlled by religion itself. A lot of these masters and slave masters kind of like kind of made the Bible in their image, where they would say that the slave have to listen to their masters. So they'll be like. If the God wants them to do this, then I'm going to seek my freedom from the devil. So a lot of times they would sing a lot of blues. That's why when they finally had the outlet to outpour those emotions and feelings, they still feel like they owe the devil something, you know? It's not a lot. It's definitely a skew, definitely like a deviant. But that's, I feel like that's what really began the whole against the Christian belt. And trust me, this is going to be a little relevant later. Mm-hmm. And this is when it's going to get like really good. You're going to be like, oh shit, mm-hmm. word? Facts. So later we get into kind of like um, Screaming Jay. Screaming Jay. I'm going to look him up too right now. Screaming Jay hot. And he made the song, uh, I Put a Spell on You, Monkey Berry, Moon Delight, and stuff like that. Everybody knows this song because I don't know if you've seen Hocus Pocus. They made that. I put a spell on you. Because you're mine, you're mine, you're mine. But yeah, he was the original person who sung this song. And what did you say about it ago? Like, you were just like. It reminded me like some voodoo. Yeah, like like New Orleans. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like, you can probably Google or something, but I think he. I don't know. I don't really know exactly where he's from, but all I know is that he he kind of put like a a dent into like the gothic culture because he was doing this stuff back in the 40s, 30s. A lot of people were really scared of him. Yeah, he definitely. was born in 1929 in Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, I see that. I see that. So he passed February 12th in 2000. In 2000, really? Yeah. Oh shit. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah, no, uh, I heard that, like, he really put a lot into uh, horror culture. Mm. Like, where there's, like, because of voodoo, he put it in, like, in the image's eyes. Mm -hmm. Because, like you said, where you're, like, do, like, people voodoo believe in the devil? Yeah, do they? No, not at all. They mainly believe in, like, these old saints i know like haitians or africans they believe in uh i had a book on it it was i forgot what's called damn i swear he has a book to everything i do have a book on i'm literally looking at my shelf of books now to see if i could find that one particular and he's gonna find it too i am gonna find it i love you i love you 
but no, I can't fight it. God damn it. It's but okay. uh, they, yeah, they definitely like paganistic gods. They definitely believe in their own set of gods. It, it's a little bit skewed and a little bit different, but mm-hmm. uh, it definitely intertwined with a lot of like, I forgot, saints or what. Ever, but yeah, it's a, it's the top of my brain. I, I just mm-hmm. can't get into it right now. But he definitely started putting like a stint into like that culture. A lot of people were scared of him. He would like mm-hmm. scream in people's faces. You remind and stuff. me of James Brown a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was like that, but like he would usually come around on Halloween and stuff, you know? So, uh, what year was that? So, I guess we should be moving up. And I thought about this. This was 1958, so I guess we're gonna start going into 80s. So of course, I literally almost skipped this one, but we all know this one. Oh, Thriller, yeah. of really? course. Yeah. Michael Jackson and Thriller. Man. Yeah. I mean, how could we like leave this out? Because right. what when he peered up in the 80s with this song? I mean, shit. I mean, I was a kid, and that fucking um, music video scared the fucking shit out of me. Honestly. <laughs> Those big eyes, she, he turns into that werewolf. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo. And then everybody just break into dance. But yeah, we we everybody knows about it. it. It like the album Thriller itself became like one of the biggest hits. Mm-hmm. Just like I don't even know if it was just because of this or it was just because Michael Jackson himself. But you know, yeah. And then I we feel like huh? It, I feel like the music video really set it off. I feel like they wasn't just paying attention attention, uh, attention to just Michael Jackson. Yeah. I think it was really the whole crew yeah. this time. Yeah. In the video. Yeah. Like, it was the whole shablam and yeah. everything. It was just a hit. He yeah. really targeted on it. Yeah. And, like, coming out with Thriller, I don't, like, maybe you can look it up. It was, like, on Halloween or something. I don't know if that album really did come on Halloween. That would be crazy. I'm, I'm not even sure if that album. Is the album called Thriller, right? Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. Yes. And then, of course, we have uh, Rockwell. Mm. With Somebody's Watching Me. Oh, yeah. This sounds like something I should just be doing on Halloween, but honestly, this is perfect for Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Very popular back. Yeah. So like uh I always I like this song. I love this song too. I listen to it literally every year on Halloween because it's cool because it really like I remember having those times as a kid where like even what he says like I'm afraid to wash my hair because somebody might be standing there. Mm-hmm. Like I had those fuck like I even now dude sometimes I'd be like the fuck let me goddamn wash my fucking hair and like peek over the goddamn uh the uh drapes or whatever <laughs> yeah like 
<laughs> be freaked out over my own self. Yeah. So like somebody's watching me is kind of like your own paranoia. Cause I think like somewhere in the lyrics too, like uh he talks about his mailman or stuff, like it counts for himself, like even mistakenly kind of like mistaking for stuff and still was just like scared of it. Tower, I'm afraid to wash my hair. But yeah, so what was that? The eighties. So we're gonna be going into the nineties, and this is where we're gonna be getting a little bit cooler. I was born, goddamn. Yes, yeah, nineteen ninety six, nineteen ninety six. Yeah, aren't we like the last generation of millennials? I believe so. <laughs> in my opinion, yeah. who would actually, who could actually like even like keep a little bit of the '90s in mm-hmm. the head? Mm-hmm. Well, God, yeah, I swear, but. I'd be playing something. They'd be like, "What is this?" <laughs> let me know. Oh yeah, no big fucking facts. Niggas out here built different. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Everybody like 18 out here because right. I mean it is a college town, so mm-hmm. it is what it is. So. I don't know who to start off with first on it, but I guess we're going to be starting to move into hip-hop. So, I mean, uh, this is the funny part, too. Um, actually, we're going to start with, uh, let's see now, Torture Chamber by Koopsanika. And I did not say the N-word. Yeah, I said Nika is K-N-I-C-C-A. Y'all need to be ashamed of yourselves. You thought he said the N word. Oh my God. But uh, the album is The Devil's Playground and Underground Solo. So I want to start with Koopsanika only because he, uh, if you know, he was part of the original Triple Six Mafia. Triple Six. But um, in the 90s, I was looking up into it too, is that. A lot of them were purposely throwing up triple six, whether they were actually Christian or just uh, they were agnostic or atheist. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these uh, like rap groups too, like Bone Thugs and Harmony and stuff, were like throwing it up too. Uh, it was because it, they called it the, against the Christian belt because they were kind of like trying to get away. Remember when I was talking about the whole art, uh, the blues thing yeah. where. They thought a lot of things were caused by God. So they were like, fuck that. If the devil gives me what I want, then I'll make it what I want. Because remember a lot of uh, rap music or, you know, like, what is it called? Gangster rap. Gangster rap. Shit was about, like, what they went through and, you know, them having to do dirty deeds. Mm-hmm. Them having to do things to live. A lot of these, like... What like Thomas Wright the Third? Yeah. Uh, a lot of those rappers they kind of like pay a lot, not patronage, but they entertain a lot of the paranormal. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna show you too in a lot of like other songs too. So we also have not that um, <laughs> ghetto boy. <laughs> yeah. Dang it! Why did I have to spoil it? But um, we have. Uh, Tupac Shakir with I'm gonna let you guess the song well it was one song where he paid patronage I mean he pages a lot of patronage to the paranormal but 
is one song that he's just like, he really tried to spook people with, even with the music video. The music video scared me a little bit, but it was Hail Mary. Ah. Ah, yeah. Yep. He told Gay Shotty, come with me. Hail Mary. November 96. That's when I was born. We have you now. You were a ride or die. La, 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 la. See, like, this song had, like, a actual, like, atmosphere of, like, I guess, kind of like horror in a way. Because. I'm not a killer, but don't push me. Yeah, he wants to, like, portray, like, actual, his feelings, his emotions, and, like, I guess his empathy of, like, what he does. And, like, he says, like, he prays to God and this and doing that. But he doesn't know as the aspect of, like, what could be it that might take his life sooner or later. Uh, a lot of times, this gangster rap, you know, like, a lot of a lot of people think, like, oh, yeah, it's just cursing. It's, like, gangbanging and stuff like that. You got to remember, these people are using this music as an outlet. Like, fuck all the rap, gangster rap where they're actually talking about killing people on site only because they can do it. Those obviously like rappers that were just like, I'm sorry to do it, but I had to fucking do it. And it sounds terrible, but it also sounds pretty fucking good and sounds pretty fucking cool because it give us that animalistic, I guess, kind of like trying to make our lives more interesting because our lives aren't that dangerous in a way. I mean, that's a little psychoanalysis, but a lot of times we do view it as kind of like a horror, a terror, mm -hmm. something you can't see, but is definitely there and may come whenever might forfeit your life for. So that's when I'm getting to the fucking next song that I accidentally blew the cover for. Mine's playing tricks on me. A lot of people took this sample, man. Yeah, it's a good the sample. The main person that actually did the kill that sample was Kodak Black. No cap. Who, who made the sample? I was well, not make the sample, but he hopped on the song and they oh. made like. The oh song, yeah, 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 he, yeah. He did sample from the Ghetto Boys. Yeah. For sure. See, the thing is, Kodak Black actually like uh, he he pays patronage to like this type of music because mm -hmm. he feels the same fucking way. Yeah. I like Kodak Black a little bit because like he actually does rap about about real stuff, mm -hmm. and he isn't doing it for clout. He's just like. No. This real life shit. That's why, like, when he got out of jail, everybody's like, man, they replaced him with a clone. I was like, bro, he went through a lot. He ain't trying to go back. And so did Gucci Mane. Yeah, exactly. Why do people think that they want to stay in this ghetto shit? You know what I mean? People yeah. lose their fucking lives to this. Yeah. Their lives, like, not even lose their lives, like, just, like, getting shot and being killed. Like, lose their lives as they have to watch their life go without because they have to get sent to the penitent penitentiary and Bobby shit. Bobby finna come out this year, too. Oh, yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. Damn. Trump should have let him out. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess he had too much. But, I mean, <laughs> Lil Wayne got in there for some stupid-ass shit. Yeah, And course. Kodak Black, I don't know, man. Oh, but, yeah, that's, that's, like, that's the thing about, like, gangster rap and why, I guess, to me, sometimes, like, they... It's one thing to be it is and then try to make it sound cool and stuff. But I really give appreciate to like a lot of raps, rap songs where they kind of like keep it real and they try to actually scare you on purpose 
to tell you like it's not exactly butterflies and dreams and milk and honey. It's not about the money, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of people think it is, but you know, it isn't. So, next, Yari, I think I mentioned this before, but we got Bone Thugs and Harmony. Mm-hmm. I think uh, this one might be the last one. We'll see. Uh, but... Just remind me like good memories, like when I was younger. Like, yeah, they would play this like at reunions. You know yeah, what I mean? it, just, it was a good vibe. Yeah, yeah. Like the sample really does give it off, but if you actually listen to like the lyrics and the song of it, mm-hmm. it's it's fucking chilling. That's why I was like using it into. Uh, I think I am gonna use it for the uh, triple set yeah. segment of my book. So, like, to give it the little atmosphere of, like, bodies been burned, everyone watching candles and stuff. But, uh, the last, I guess, yeah, the last one I'm going to go ahead and do right now, last pay patronage to, is going to be Bone Thugs and Harmony. And a lot of people like, Bone Thugs and Harmony, first of the month. I mean, they're not super horror, but, bro, have you ever listened to East Eternal? Was it East Eternal Street? Wait, yeah. By Bone Thugs and Fucking Harmony, dude. Like, bro, the whole fucking album really do kind of like sends a chill down your fucking spine, Mm -hmm. dude. Ha ha. 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 Like, listen to that shit. That's the fucking intro. And then I'm going to tell you like a fucking uh, story about it, too. It's 1999, my niggas. <laughs> I'm trying to look up that one segment. Yeah. So, like, Mr. Queegee 2, or Mr. Ouija. So, pretty much is that, like, the whole album is crazy. If you actually get a chance to get a physical copy of the picture or the CD, you'll see that it has a lot of, like, subliminal messages. And it has subliminal messages throughout the whole segment or throughout the whole album. And then when they talk about a lot of things, they're talking about like being saved. They give a lot of references from Easy E because mm-hmm. Easy E put them on and stuff. They give it's funny too. They got uh, what is the record company that uh had them? Not uh, Death Row. No. It was. It was something I forgot. Is it still in the West Coast or was it in the yeah, East Yeah, it was West Coast. All West Coast. Mm. Let's find out. It's really quick. Yeah, while you do that. Yeah. Um, but if you ever could get this actual physical CD of Bone Thugs and Harmony East, what, East 1999 Eternal, you'll see that it comes with a fucking um, puzzle. 
Ruthless. Ruthless Records. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, you know who owns um, uh, the Ouija board, right? Who? Hasbro. Mm. Hasbro Games and Toys. Mm. You know who also they own? Uh, Death Row Records. Really? Yeah, you know that? That's crazy. They literally own Death Row Records. What happened? <gasps> Ooh. Yikes. Rest in peace, SFA. But anywho. Anyway. <laughs> oh, no. SFA. I mean, are they going to take away our win from Duke? Oh, my God. I'm probably gonna have to like edit that whole part out. Did we hit the number yet? Yeah, we're about to. So um, I'm gonna finish up this one part. Yeah. And um, so when I was talking about uh, East 1999 East Eternal, so um, about it is that it comes with a whole. I forgot what it's called. What are those type of puzzles? It's not an Easter egg puzzle. It's kind of like that it comes with like riddles, puzzles, pieces, and then you have to like figure it out. I forgot what it's called. But uh, I think you can go on YouTube and look it up. And the video is just really fucking weird. Like the dudes in dark tone and shit. And like throughout the songs, it'll play like uh, reversed music and you have to irreverse it. You have to take the back of the fucking. Uh, uh, you know how they used to unfold the um, album covers? Mm -hmm. It'll make pictures. That this one big one, it was like all in reverse. You have to take it to a mirror and like read it. It'll give you instructions saying this, this, do this, do that, and go through it. And once you get through it, it'll decipher a message from Easy E, pretty much giving you like a bunch of tips and shit. I'm like, damn, that's like 20 years after his death. Yeah. So it was like crazy. It was like giving you like a lot of shit. Don't trust this. Do this. Do that. And it was, I don't know, like the whole thing really did scare the fuck out of me. I was just like, this shit is like a message from the goddamn grave, pretty much. So like, that's the reason why I want to put Bone Thugs and Harmony into it and kind of like wrap this up with that because like a lot of this stuff using Black Horror, it's not exactly what you think. It kind of goes back into what I assume the gothic is, is that it is the mix of the paranormal and what is real and your interpretations of the psychology of how we think and how we do things. Mm -hmm. For all we know, a lot of people are making these this gangster bullshit like with Bloods and uh, Crips, a shit, uh, entertainment, a joke. But it's a thing the black community have to go through that legitimately scares us from day to day, day to day, because it's our lives always on the line. I guess some fruit to think about. What do you think? Yeah, I guess it's about that. Um... Yeah, I mean, it it usually doesn't think about it because I mean we've had years of being in a spotlight where we had we people were making money off mm -hmm. of these ideas just like by doing shit like that, but. 
it really is like it's all a joke, fun games until someone put a gun to your head and be like, give me your shit. So go ahead. We're going to be ending it off with that. Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, This is has been Black History Month, my Black History Month, your Black History Month, alternative Black History Month, a.k.a. the shortest month. Yeah, it is the fucking shortest month. God damn it. They need to just give us like January or some shit. That's none of my business. <laughs> Honestly. But thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. We had a lot of breaks, even though this was kind of like a very unprofessional episode. I want to get something out, get something talking, show my personality. I just found that I got a couple more views and a lot more listeners. Uh, I'm guessing during the storm and Sadly, this month had been ruined for us in Texas because the Winter Express had came in a little too late. Yeah, wait, really late. So thank you for joining us. Wish us luck. And we'll see you next time for the next episode for Bones. Peace out. Deuces.